Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Growing Up the Same. I'm your host, Trevon Edwards, joined by my co-host, Jason Madison. What's up, Jason? What up? What up? What's going on, man? Missed you, buddy. Um, <laughs> and we have a special guest today, Kev on stage. What's going What's on? What's happening, man? Now, Kev on stage has auditioned a lot in Hollywood, but he ain't booked nothing yet. He's had a lot of pitch meetings, but nobody's bought. And uh, right now, he's just making a lot of shit on his own. And, you know, he's pretty good at social media as well. He's got his Keep Your Distance live stream comedy show on his website, kevonstage.com. Now, Kev, this is the one of the two. Are you ready, my brother? I'm ready. 40-year-old virgin or how to be a player? Ooh. You know what? Like, with blackness right now, I'm not really going to pick nothing that ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Let, can I clarify my answer? Yes, you can. Audio version, I laughed harder, but there was a good four-year period of my life where I was literally trying to copy Bill Bellamy and how to be a player until I realized, like, bro, I don't really have enough game to do this. Right. So 40, uh, how, how to be a player for sure had a more impact of, on my life. Yeah. No, the, the, the scene with Kevin Hart and 40-year-old version is one of the greatest oh, movies of all time. Well, I mean, you somebody's nigga wearing this nigga tie. Now you're being condescending. See, mm -hmm. you've been warned, all right? Let's move forward amicably. Okay, well, so check I this out. First of all, you're throwing too many big words at me, okay? Now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Mm -hmm. Watch your mouth and help me with the sale. Okay, see? See, now you found yourself a nigga. You was looking for a nigga? Nigga here now, yeah, see? So the player is so instrumental. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like... I, I really thought I could do that in middle school. Like, this will be perfect. This is with no car, bro. Like, <laughs> no, no phone line and no different girls from different schools. I was like, I can be Bill Bellamy. Of right. course I can. I could not. I couldn't even get two girls going at the same time. I really couldn't get one. <laughs> so I've been like, how to be a faithful person for, right. a, for right. like a long time. Scary movie or Borat? Oh, Borat. Yeah. Domino's or Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut, as a kid, was great. It tastes like pure grease right now. They taste recipe. Domino's, they were like, look, bro, we were trash for a minute. We'll give y'all that. And then we, but we good now. And they're, they're solid. Yeah. So Domino's. Oral sex or intercourse? Oh, man. Whew. Intercourse. Yeah. Button-ups or T-shirts? Oh, man. T-shirts. Button-ups is dead. We off that. Jeans, too. Hard bottoms. They died with the pandemic. <laughs> Basketball or football? Basketball. Beer or liquor? Liquor. Beer is the worst thing ever. That's what she said or knock-knock? That's what she said. <laughs> Indoors or outdoors? Man. Indoors now. Yeah. Mm. Nah, outdoor. Outdoors. I'm sick of the house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh Factory or Comedy Store? Comedy. Hmm. That's a good one. I'll say the Comedy Store. Okay. Madden or 2K? Madden. I, I don't play games that much no more. Ever since I had kids, they just kind of ruined everything. <laughs> I used to be playing a lot. Uh, I never really got into 2K like that. Right. Uh, so I'll say Madden. Boxing or MMA? The sweet science of boxing. Tyson or Mayweather? Ooh. Hmm. That's a hard question to answer because I love them both, but for different reasons. I love Floyd because he used to go by Pretty Boy Floyd and nobody, like, he couldn't sell his fights like that. So when he switched over to Money Mayweather and he became the villain, he, he literally became like a wrestler. And his marketing was like, you know, like a wrestler. Mm -hmm. But Tyson, Tyson just shook the world and he was probably the most intimidating person. And I feel like Tyson could kill somebody in the ring right now. So I'm going to go Tyson. Uh, Wild and Out or In Living Color? 
In living color. In living color. Damon or Marlon? Oh! Damon. Yeah. Damon, yeah, for that's, sure. That's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon's funny, though, but I like... Marlon uh, is I'm funny, like, but, like, Damon is the anchor. He's Damon the is, is, bro, that dude, he is great at everything. Marlon's good, too. I like Marlon, but yeah, Damon... Yeah, I love Marlon. Yeah, but Damon is... I, bro, Damon is... And I, I met Damon in Applebee's one time. <laughs> well, I didn't really meet him. I just did the black guy head nod. Did, did he, not... Yeah, he did a soft nod, and I think he flicked me off, but it was like, well, I mean, you're Damon Wayne, so it's right. on brand. Right. <laughs> the Mariners or the Seahawks? Oh my God, the Seahawks. Mariners, bro, Mariners so trash for so long. When I first moved to Washington, they won 118 games. Yeah. And then they were trash for literally every season. They haven't made the playoffs <laughs> since that season. Ichiro, I moved to Washington. I was like, yo, this is great. It's going to be like this all the time, right, guys? No, no, it's not. <laughs> Seahawks are the best, though. I love the Seahawks. Yeah. Eddie Murphy or Martin Lawrence? Eddie Murphy. Nobody, no comedian ever will be as famous as Eddie Murphy was in his run. Bro, Saturday Night Live, uh, the comedy specials, and then Beverly Hills Cop coming to America. Like, bro, he was killing in all arenas yeah. at once. Kevin Hart, as big as he is, he couldn't break Eddie Murphy's record with inflation. With inflation. Yeah. And he was good in as voice. He was Donkey and Shrek. He was like, bro, what can't you do? Right. Yeah. Eddie he got all the eras, 80s, 90s, 2000s. He's, bro, he's still, he's the best, bro. The best. For sure. Uh, the benediction or the altar call? Man, benediction. Because altar call, we could still be having 45 minutes to an hour left, depending on how that goes. <laughs> benediction usually means everything has happened. You know, we got five minutes left top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary Mary or Yolanda Adams? Mary Mary. Bro, Mary Mary was in the club. They had, they was playing shackles in the regular club, bro. Shackles yeah. <laughs> in the club. It's a banger. Bro, it goes hard. You can twerk the shackles. Is you can't it? twerk to, for the battle. It's not yours. <laughs> so as a, as a follow-up, shackles or stomp? Stomp. Yeah, stomp's got to be the number one. Got to be. Stomp changed the whole landscape of gospel music forever. Yeah. Uh, like there ain't stomp. no shackles without stomp. Yeah, it's like suavemente. Suavemente! One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then my, my last one is funny in conversations or funny on stage? Funny in conversations. You have way more conversations than you have comedy shows. So I'd rather people, well, you mean me? Or just in general? Or just anyone? Just anyone. Oh, oh funny in conversations. You got a lot more conversations than you have stand-up comedy shows. If, if people were only funny on stage and then just the rest of your life was dull, I'd be like, dang, this sucks, bro. Right. But yeah, funny in conversation for sure. For sure. Well, that's the one of the two. He always gets the fun segment. Oh, like, great. It, it, listen, the listen, the guests be always like, yeah. And then they get back to me and they're like, what this nigga want? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. Shout out to Jason. All right. So we got three topics we discussed prior to. And you can share, you know, elaborate on it a little bit. Um, my first question is, what's the significance of growing up with cap guns? Bruh. Cap guns were my favorite toy 
ever. First, you could play with cap guns without even having a cap gun. You could get just the rolled paper, roll it out. Me and my brother used to get access to the rolls. Take a rock, you could pop them like that, just straight rolled on the ground. But when the revolver came out with the clap, the, the six piece, bro, I felt like I could rob somebody with the cap gun. It was real out here. Uh, Wait, your mom's let you play with the cap gun? Because my mom did not let me play with no gun. Now, she never let us, right? We did, though. But she didn't allow us. So we would get she, – she didn't care about the, um, the roll of paper, but the actual cap gun, we knew we had to walk away from the house to play with that. She wasn't down with no – we couldn't even play with guns. She could never buy us no guns ever. You know, we got to hold a gun inside the store at, like, KB Toys and Toys R Us. Right. But we, she would never buy them, never bought the cap gun. But we used to have homeboys who had the cap guns, so we would play with theirs and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, that would, bro, getting a piece of that, it was like, bro, it was heaven. Yeah, that was the funnest thing. And it was cu- kind of because it was forbidden. Like, you knew you should. Oh, yeah. It was like Mortal Kombat, the game with the blood. Like, oh, it wasn't yeah. even that much blood. Like, it wasn't that much to get to go crazy for. But because people on TV were like, video games cannot have blood the children are gonna kill each other so we were like the, the more they went off about that the more we wanted to play more if they just didn't make a big deal i don't even think we would have like clicked that there's we definitely blood. wouldn't have cared that much no Cause, cause street fighter was just as fire without the blood exactly we, but the, the 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 thing that switched the game for mortal Kombat it was the finish him finish him Flawless victory, fatality. Yeah, that, no game oh, had yeah. ended like that. Hey, so yeah, now nah, that was got to basically dunk on somebody again, right? And, and so it, that's what I think really switched it up for for people was the the finish him was like, and they was talking, get over here, like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying? like Ryu and them was saying their move, but they wasn't really talking trash like that, like get over here, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and that was, was a, that was another like, game, was another thing my mom banned. I, she actually bought it for me because you know your parents will buy you something if you get get hyped up enough about it. Yeah, they don't know nothing about it. So she bought me the Mortal Kombat for my birthday. I went in my room with my friends. We playing the game. We all having the time of our lives. You know what I'm saying? And then you know when you having too much fun, your parents got to come and check on you. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. was like, "Wait, this is that game I heard about," and she took the game. <laughs> I was so that's high. so sick. Yo, the difference between Sega and Super Two, like. You know, you punch somebody on on Super Nintendo, it was gray. You punch somebody on Sega after you put the A B A C A B B in Abacab, you get the red. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh man! And that blood dripping, whether you did the like Sub Zero or oh, uh, that's the first one I think of. Yeah, holding so. the head up and then the spine dripping. Oh, it was so brutal. I ain't had no nightmares about it, but it was just like so important to the culture. Yeah, it was that. Heaven, man. I actually think about that a lot. Like people, I have kids, and we're always like, "Why kids don't go outside no more?" And it's because they don't have to. Technology. Mm-hmm. The main reason we was outside is because we. That's the only way you played with each other. Like to play yeah. Mortal Kombat with your boy. You had, you had to recruit friends. To Yes, or yeah. they had to come to your house. Like, if we didn't have to do that, we wouldn't have done that. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you now with PlayStation, you can't even play next to each other on a lot of games. You but have Kev, to think separate. about it in this aspect, too. Pulling up to somebody's house, you happen to be in a neighborhood. 
and you don't even know if they at the crib. Like, we don't got no phone number. We just like, hey, we just happen to be here. Like now we got unwritten rules. Like, hey, you don't call me, you don't text me, don't pull up. <laughs> Back in the day, it wasn't even a map quest yet. It was like, yo, I rode my bike over here. I don't know if he at home. And then that's when you find out he's staying at his cousin's house. Yep. He's staying he all around. He's somewhere around the neighborhood that you got to go find him. And bro, that's how you would drive. You drive. You would ride your bike around looking for the bikes. Like if you yeah. found the bike, you're like, all right, they somewhere around here, either at this mm -hmm. park or somebody house. Yeah, you hitting like, all your you hitting all your usual spots that you normally see. Yeah, that's how you met new people. Like, oh, he ever at Quan's house? Like, I, I don't know. Listen, who, who, I live the Quan? best life off of two to, two to four dollars, bro. Water right. hoses, random water hoses that I didn't know for sure. If I got tired. And there's a hose out there. I'm turning it on. I don't care who line I'm on. And then going to get some chips and a potential drink. And that was my day. Like, I'm set. Now, it costs $75 to come outside. Bruh, for real. $2 went so far. So Man. far. You could get you could get chips, uh, a honey bun, and Bro, a drink. Chips is 25 cents. Honey bun, 25 cents. You still got 50 cents for the drink. Nothing. nothing is that cheap no more. Nothing. 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 I, I don't think you can bigger. go anything. Listen, no, food is bro. even worse, and it still ain't as cheap. Like, that's the crazy right. thing about it. Like, I remember when Hot Cheetos hit the scene. Bro, I lost it. I didn't know how to even control myself because it was just kind of like, yo, this flavor is just impactful. Do y'all remember when McDonald's cheeseburgers was 29 cents and 39 cents? Oh, yeah. And your bro. mama still said you're not getting no McDonald's. <laughs> like McDonald's, bro. I think about that a lot. We we couldn't afford McDonald's, and it was twenty nine cents. Like going to McDonald's was like you have had perfect attendance all year. You every gold star. That was a once every six month, you know, treat. Listen, if your mom or your dad came by and dropped you off a Happy Meal or just the McDonald's bag, that shit could have been like really, really mid in there. You don't know what's in there, dog. It can be some fries and some sauce, some dipping sauce. You are the man with that high C orange. Uh, you are the man clap. at school. We got McDonald's. 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 I got McDonald's. You're the plug. Let me get a fry. Nah, bro, you good. I ain't really, you, they ain't even really give me a whole bunch, bro. I'm a, I got you next time, though, bro. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to finish these out. <laughs> and don't get the Happy Meal with the toy because you flexing the toy and the teacher done told you put it away before she take it. You just, you just capped just up out here. things in life, man. I uh, miss three it. Three bucks changed the, and also on the subject of McDonald's, bring back the Arch Deluxe. The Arch Deluxe was perfection, bro. And they took it away, no explanation. The and orange, the orange high C. How? How? That, how? Was, that, that was their staple. How do you? That take was away? literally their thing. That, we'll we'll talk about thing. that. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> God, dog, man, we need to change that org petition for for the high C. <laughs> All right. So your next topic was playing drums at church. Tell us about that. So. Every black, not every black dude, but 98% so of I say, I don't know how to play drums. 98%, uh, you're the 2%, it's still cool. Okay. 
learn to play the drums in church. We, me, my brother, my cousin, everybody our age played the drums. I remember um, I was the worst of all of us, literally like the worst, but because they didn't give me no time to play, bro. They hogged all the good songs. They hogged all the practice. I would hope, you know, nobody came to church so I could play. And, and, I, and my uncle used to direct the choir and he would always be like, speed up, speed up. And I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, man. And it's a lot of pressure, man. So, <laughs> but it was the one thing I was, I was kind of smooth at, but my brother was so much better. My cousin was so much better. But bro, when I got to get off a little bit and they would let me play, bro, I was, it was heaven, man. For in a black church, to being the drummer, it's clout city, bro. Clout city. Yeah, no, you're the man. Good. Use a man. No, like, the hierarchy in the black church is definitely like drummer, organist, choir director. Yeah. <laughs> and then preacher. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're the choir that, director. You got all the clout. Yeah, you got oh, yeah. And they're low-key fading throughout the service. The, the right. choir director and the preacher are, are neck and neck. <laughs> when I think about it, I hung out with Jason last year. I want to say like in December. He introduced me to um, the Kanye – Sunday service thing, right? Mm -hmm. And we think about how important it wasn't nothing new. He introduced it to white people, right? Yeah. Right? And you think about all the songs when you went to church, because I went to a private school. I went to First Christian Day School in Compton. And mm -hmm. we had to go to a chapel every Friday. And we had to be a part of these plays. You had to be baptized. And you had some homies that was in, like, they can do the drum stuff. I did some plays. But we would I remember Stump first hit, right? Stump was crazy. That shit went diamond in the church. <laughs> you can't take my joy, devil. Makes me cut. Oh, you better put them hands together and have a Holy Ghost party with right? them. Like, like, I'm talking about crazy to a point where, like, I think I was nine, nine, ten, or eleven, and that's in that form where we like imitated like Christian fraternities at my church. They had us doing the little step with it. Right. Then yeah, praise yeah, dances yeah. did numbers. Then, right. <laughs> hold on. Then they found out that the youth, like when the youth pastors hit the scene, hold on. When the youth pastors got lit, they started implementing like, okay, the drummer and the uh, pianist and the organist know how to play the hip hop shit. Oh, we going to remix these words. Right. <laughs> and when that hit, oh, it was a different type of grind. Cause like, you know, you like, oh, okay. They playing so anxious. Okay. Right. All right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was the best time in life when the old people didn't know what they was playing. They had no clue. So you couldn't even focus on the altar call, bro. Cause you really like, bro, I gotta get my life together. And you like seven o'clock on the dot. I'm like, hold on. Now I can't focus on the Lord. I know this song. <laughs> Cause I and know the real song. Really be right? crazy. Like, to 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 R and B, we would be snickering in the back. Oh man, yo! One of the greatest joys ever when 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 that started popping off. It made church fun a little bit. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it yeah, like, yeah. It ain't it ain't like that. Church ain't fun. I, I've been always the type that like I never could catch the Holy Ghost. Oh um, man, sorry. 
I always felt pressure when I had to do offering and stuff like that. Like, so it was always kind of like a crazy scenario. Cause like I had that strong background. I remember, I went to private school from kindergarten to eighth grade. So like, I didn't see real life to like ninth grade and ninth grade mm. hit me hard. Like girls going to different class. Cause private school, you like in one building and you might yeah, see the uh, same teacher all your life that didn't watch you grow up. Yeah. So like, it was just a different experience. I remember I had sex ed at Christian school, right? That's the private school. Yeah. And it was a complete different story, bro. Like he scared us straight. I remember the first time they showed us um, Left Behind. Right? Uh. Bro, I thought I would go to hell for everything I possibly did, bro. Like I'm like, are you kidding me? And then Y2K was right there. Cause I was like, Y2K was my ninth grade year. So I'm thinking like, oh, like left behind yeah, 2000 they did here. the sequel they followed up with this oh yeah i i didn't disappear when they did y2k oh yeah i'm i'm a sinner i'm crying and shit like i don't even understand the whole little grind but you know like now obviously i have like a revised relationship with god like you know different perspectives i try yeah. to see it because like Christians came on hard when we was at the Christian school. They were like, if you don't believe in this, you going to hell. No Jehovah, Straight no up. Buddhist, no nothing. And I'm like, none of that, bro. Jesus or hell, cuz I'll fire on you on the dead homie, on Moses, cuz. Listen, on the Christians blood, we're legit gangsters, bro. We don't care what you believe, nigga. It ain't real. This is real. Bro, I you used don't to have to say, I used to have to learn all the Old Testament books. All the New Testament books. We had Bible as a class. Bro, I was literally Christianed out. You know, what would Jesus do, Ben? And, and the cold part is, is that the person that's telling you is the person that you, who tells you everything else that's right in your life, which is usually your grandma, is yeah. like, boy, you don't believe in Jesus, you're going outside. <laughs> now, this, like, is, this is close related. <laughs> I want both of you guys to answer this. All What's right. the most fire candy that your grandma pulled from her purse during church? Oh man, the, the little strawberry no name no name brand strawberry. So the candy one that looks like a strawberry, right? On the wrapper? Yeah. <laughs> with the little with the little strawberry filling, a little sweaty already, and got a hint of white diamonds on it because it's been in her purse for six months. Right. I'm rolling with the regular peppermints. I'm a regular peppermint guy, hey, you know what I'm saying? Listen, Give me two that's, that's shit like surgery. a mothball, Jason. I'm a, <laughs> I said my belt in your mouth like something crazy, but mine was the Weathers, bro. The Weathers original. Butterscotch? That was, oh. listen, the Weathers original was game changer, bro. Oh, I'm like amazing. sitting here, I think, because I used to walk to church. My grandma didn't really pull up. So I would walk because it was my school actually had church on Sundays. So I would see my classmates there because I'm thinking like, oh, it's a girl. You know, yeah. they got a church basketball team. Like, I'm in all that. I'm pulling up all that because I'm like, this is the way to be social. And it'd be the homie auntie or something like, yo, yo, ask your auntie, she got some gum. She like, I ain't got no gum, but she digging deep in the purse. She pulling out the weathers. Like, it's loose <laughs> out the package. <laughs> like, I don't know what I done ate. Like, but it's bomb. That butter toffee. Ah, oh, bro, busting out the frame. People's candy too, but it went. It was. It went hard for kids. They used God. to have the commercial. It used to be all creamy in the commercial. Those that, and reason the reason commercial was like, bro, y'all really out here. Y'all doing some things. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out to the church, man. That shaped that shaped a lot of us. 
Um, what's your what's your relationship with basketball growing up? I was a moderately mediocre hooper for the majority of my life. There was a little time period where I was better. Like I was on an AAU team in North Carolina, and I'll never forget my dad for this. We had won a tournament, and he wouldn't let me go to Disneyland. We was going to Disneyland to do a tournament in Orlando. We was raising money. It was like 200 bucks, and he didn't have the bread. And I was just like, I didn't go to the league because of that tournament. From that tournament on, my skills would have, you know, kept going if I would have went to that tournament. Then I moved around a bit, and I was, I was on. I remember when I was in eleventh grade, they were like, "You can ride the bench on varsity, or or you can play on JV." And I was like, "Bro, I'll just play." Because we had a dude who went to the NFL. We had some dudes who were taller. I was like a a, a undersized. I was like Ben Wallace. Like I wasn't big enough so to you, play the so you so you the power forward at LA Fitness, right? Right. <laughs> the six right, two, right. hey, the six two power forward, bro. That just be one. He like I got a mouse in the house. Like man, watch out, man. Right. You get your ass on the wing. <laughs> exactly. So, but even that decision to to play instead of ride the bench was is part of my personality. It's like, bro, I'm not finna. He like obviously if there's no option. If I gotta ride the bench on varsity, I'll ride the bench. But if I can play, I'd rather play, bro. I didn't care about cloud or none of that bro i like to play i like to hoop i knew i wasn't going to the league well i thought i was going farther than i actually went until i had a college uh, tryout at like division three pinewood college something i That's never heard sick of school bro. by the way oh bro they had dorm rooms as big as this room the the, the 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 bed came out of the door so we go to the tryout we run and me and my boy who was solid um we run against their team and I'm talking about this white boy, five, four is crossing me up. I'm talking about every time he comes down court, I'm like, he can't be this. He hard dribble, boom, pull back. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm way, I'm not expecting no white dude to move like this, bro. So, I mean, he crossed me over, dotting my eye all over the place. Right. So I'm like, man, let me switch off. Let me get this big dude, bro. Big dude had nothing all game. I switch off to him. This nigga becomes Dominique Wilkins. He dunking on me. Boom, boom, boom. So I, read, I, I remember when it ended, I went and took my shoes off, and I was like, this is it for me. This is literally a <laughs> so, so, hey, so the D3 trial was the one that just sent you home. Bruh, at crazy. that moment, that moment it, was, it was so clear that my basketball career, organized basketball career was over. It was like the Lord opened heaven. Was like you trash, bro, and <laughs> close it back. And I went to college. When I went to college, you uh, Nate Robinson was on that team. Uh, Will Conroy, uh, Brandon Roy, Bobby Jones is my is bro, like one of my best friends. Yeah, who's that? Bobby Jones. Bobby Jones, Doug, her, all these dudes, bro. I'm like, I'm not playing with these. Nate Robinson was one of the best athletes in the area in all sports. Basketball, football, and track, and I'm like, bro, I'm not, I'm good. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just watch these dudes, man. I'm gonna, you know, what I'm saying, like, cheer them on. Bro, go ahead, just go ahead. Go ahead. Went to the league as an all star. I'm not getting on this court, bro. You can yeah. forget about it. Right. Yeah, shout out so, to Romar. So yeah, when, Romar, bro. When did uh, when did you know you wanted to pursue comedy? Shortly after the basketball trial, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, uh, I did comedy when I was 16 at church, actually, at a, at a little talent show. 
Um, and I, you know, I loved it immediately, but I didn't have any, I didn't have any dreams of like doing it as a career. I just had fun. And I remember when I saw Kings of Comedy in high school around that same time, I remember being like, dang, this is somebody's job. Like, that's crazy. But still, I didn't think of it as a job for me. I just liked it. Uh, but I feel like the spark was kind of lit right then. Uh, it probably happened somewhere around college or right after college. One of my boys uh, was doing it like really big. And his mom, I worked at the bank at the time. His mom was like, oh, you should meet my son. Um, <clears throat> he, he does stand up. She gave me his card and stuff. And I was like, Dang, he my age. And like, he's a professional comedian. That's crazy. So, <clears throat> and I mean, I hated working at the bank at that time. Uh, so I was like, oh man, maybe I could do this. Cause I knew I wasn't going to be able to last at no uh, corporate job. I just felt like that wasn't for me, uh, from the beginning. So probably around somewhere around like two or three years after college, I was like, I could probably do this as a job. What, how do you feel falling into the category or genre of clean and hilarious comedy? You know, that's so funny. You mentioned that because we're about to have a clean show for Thanksgiving and I'm trying to figure out how to promote it because clean, usually people who don't watch clean comedy, they associate it with not as funny as regular comedy, right? So there's some clean comedians who are hilarious, like Sinbad and all that type of stuff. But black people, our favorite comedians, for the most part, aren't clean. None of the Def Comedy Jam people were clean like that. Uh, even on Comic View, I mean, they, they bleeped it out, but they weren't really even working clean there. So... I don't really, uh, I wasn't like, there's kind of like variants of, of clean, right? There's like, my goal was for you not to realize that I was, I was a clean until you were leaving, right? Like when I would finish, when I was coming up, people would be like, dang, I didn't even, did you, I don't, did you cuss? I don't even remember if you cussed or not. Because my material is the same as, you know, my material is the same type of stuff. I'm talking about the same stuff as other comedians. I'm just not cussing with it. Sometimes uh, cussing can be a punchline when there isn't one. So it forced me to kind of be funnier because I can't just yell a cuss word and get a laugh like other people do. And I'm not even like, I don't even fault comedians for that. It's funny to me too, you know what I'm saying? But when you're clean, you don't have that kind of get out of jail free card. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I'm just trying to do my job to where you don't realize I'm clean until you, you, you leave or you might not even think about it at all. I don't build myself as like a, clean comedian like that but I, I i just don't cuss and that's also goes back to church i couldn't cuss i never even tried it at school like i never i knew if i slipped up at home i would be dead so i just never did it for real so that's kind of why my comedy it's easier to do that because i didn't i don't really i don't really cuss in life either so what made you continue to go in that that lane because you know obviously most people be like well i'm grown i can cuss yeah. you know what i mean like what made you follow through with it because like obviously i think the first time i ever cursed i was like 12 right i was rapping yeah. along the click e40 and be legit and them and i was rapping along yeah. some lyrics and i it wasn't it wasn't a pretty scene after i did that right but i don't use it as often just because it's just kind of like not in it like i don't i don't i don't curse on my tweets you know like i have really? like nah i don't i don't i don't curse because i noticed that one thing it was also like the traffic i have like players and different people that follow me and they can't retweet mm -hmm. because they have an image so when it got to that point it was like okay yeah like and i, I actually somebody quote tweeted me and was like 
yo, this tweet would do even more numbers if you cursed it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I'm not going to do it. But like, I think if it's like somebody like Jason or somebody I'm cool with here and there, a profanity would come out. But like, I don't yeah. use the B word. I don't use like certain things. That's just in common conversation that, cause I, just, I never really was that type of person to express myself. Right to oversell yeah. whatever I'm talking about at that particular time. I cuss all the fucking time. I love the motherfucking cuss and say goddamn bullshit, motherfucking bitch. <laughs> I love the cuss. So you know, I do it enough for the it three of them. It it's very, funny. it's very, cr- no, this is the thing. As older as I got, I think it's more cringe, but young, I thought that shit was like the most fire thing. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. me and Jason, obviously oh, kind of, you said what? I was just saying it goes back to what you're not supposed to do when you're not supposed yeah, to do yeah. it. It's like, rebellion. It's all, it's just rebellion. Yeah. So yeah. like my whole thing was just like, when I'm talking to Jason, it's just kind of like, it rubs off. Like it's just a flow. It's like, Oh, our guest cursed. Okay. I'm going to cuss. Right. When he cursed. I'm going to cuss. Cause it's like, look, we get to do it and nobody going to pop us in the back of our head. You know what I mean? Like, so like, yeah. obviously like in this scenario, like, yeah, I I'm very, you know, I think the only thing I tweeted yesterday was like, bullshit which is still like kind of like because i do like the whole i got the whole percentage asterisk exclamation mark (laughs) kind of thing to like hide it like hey i technically didn't say it i just said shh and bull right but (laughs) but i actually said it yesterday after the verdict of you know brian taylor but overall like yeah I'm, i'm pretty mindful of that stuff i respect it let me ask let me ask you guys uh both of you guys a question how do y'all feel about social media and its effect on your career and its evolution over the past like five years? Because both of you guys are very successful with your social media, um, you know, campaigns and just your presences on social media. Yeah, for me, it was a uh, it was a complete necessity because I was out in in Washington trying to get noticed. There was no. There was no path to L.A. There was no New York, no Chicago, no Atlanta where people could like go out and do stuff and build their name like a traditional way. I couldn't audition. So when I was doing, you know, uh, uh, Internet stuff there, social media was the great equalizer. You know what I'm saying? Like it neutralized the playing field because I literally was thinking like we're about to quit doing um, plays. We're doing plays back in Washington. I was about to quit. Cause we, we weren't having any success. And I was like, man, I, I'd seen YouTubers making a living off standup. Uh, I mean, uh, off of YouTube. And I was like, man, if we could just do enough to get more fans so that we could travel, people come to our shows, you know, that'd be cool. But then we realized like, Oh, hold on. If you do this well enough, you, this could be your job. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I'm lucky enough to be born in an era where the internet was around like it is now. Because the old school way of like, you know, moving to LA and slumming it out at the clubs wasn't gonna work for me. Even when I moved here, my wife was like, <laughs> as soon as we got here, she was like, if you think you're gonna be going to all these clubs and hanging out all late at night in this new city, you got another thing coming, I got these kids. We bo-. I was like, okay, girl, all right, all right, all right. So I had to make the most of, you know, being in LA, but not being able to be in LA like that. I couldn't do the auditions. I couldn't do the stand up the way I, you know, everybody else was. So I had to build it myself. Um, and like, it's media, like we, it's social media, like, but a lot of times we forget it's, it's media. Like I have to market my own keep your distance comedy show. 
I have to have a marketing budget that includes paying people for sketches and stuff like that. Like you're not just going to post a flyer and have it do numbers like that. People don't care. You got to entertain them more than that. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm grateful for it. It does have its drawbacks. I feel like, you know, when like Jordan and them played, you know, they got letters and I feel like it was a lot easier to avoid bad letters and fan mail. It's harder to avoid being dragged on social media. Like, cause you gotta be on there. You know what I'm saying? But each era has had their issues. Jordan and them was dragged on newspaper, TV and stuff uh, by usually by critics. Our people are dragged by critics and also by casual fans. Right. You know, like, can you imagine Jordan being on, on, on Twitter and somebody like, boy, you trash. Carol <laughs> right. Miner gave you buckets tonight. Like, you, <laughs> you know, yeah, not won 12 championships in a row. He could have been pissed off at social media on top of all the other stuff he was pissed off at. He walked right past me. Now look at my Really? Oh, so that's how you going to play it. You know, he just kind of went by and I went, uh-oh. Should have never done that. You going to do this? Okay, fine. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for him to do that. And it, it became personal with me. So to answer your question, Jason, for me, I'm like in a tug of war because like I do enjoy social media sometimes, but then I also like hate it in another standpoint because again, like Kev said, it's like, you don't want to be out. You don't want to do all this other stuff. Obviously it's a pandemic right now, but before that, you didn't really want to do too much. and You don't want to give too much of your life. Like, there's a line you have to draw and like, I don't have as many followers as Kev, but like in a certain perspective, it's like people are holding you accountable about anything you say. And that's the draining part about it because it's like, you know, me and Jason will talk about, yo, we should have promoted this. So we should have did this, that, and the third. And it's kind of like, I'm not, I'll be like, let it organically kind of roll out. And like, I do see the perspective of like pushing the content a little bit more but then you got trolls who be like, why you got him? Or, you know, like you said, it's immediate feedback versus like in the nineties, you'll get like one hate mail. <laughs> like, like when I was reading about Keenan Ivory Wayans doing 11 color, they were like, yo, yeah, we would get letters, but like, it was such a late turnaround that like the sketches were already up versus now you can get canceled immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of have Bro, to tiptoe through things. Yeah, I was watching Mad TV the other day, bro. It was so much shit on there that you couldn't get off nowadays that niggas would have had a whole Twitter tirade on you. Niggas would have had so many threads and shit off of the comedy that cats used to do, bro. I mean, even how they tried to retroactively cancel Eddie for the mm -hmm. shit he was saying in his specials. It's like, bro, that was 1983. Like, Yeah, it's a different climate. <laughs> like, you can't apply those rules to today but that's how you know deep and crazy it is with everybody but yeah man we got to promote a show more dog <laughs> <laughs> we'll we, we get there man like this is the thing i i do i do like i said i enjoy recording this i do understand yeah. that we have something good going and then also like there's a point where i'm like fighting with jason on some shit like it's just the internet fuck the internet like you know what I mean? like we if it's a good show, it's a good show. And he like, nah, but niggas should really see it. Or niggas, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, or this person didn't retweet it or et cetera. And I'm just trying to like get that feel for it. And I'm trying to feel it how he feels. But I'm just like, it's my art. It's like, yeah, I, I'm, like a, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. So <laughs> you either like it or you don't. Way, I feel the same way, but I realize Part of it is because of the algorithm and the way social media works, 
you really got to remind people like they really might not see it. They might not know you're doing nothing if you don't promote. Like I promote a comedy show three sketches a week for six weeks. People still be like, oh, you're doing something new. Like, bro. And they've been following me. I wish you you guys could see Jason's face right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, yes, he's saying exactly what. Because this is what I know. You know, I'm I'm a math guy. I'm into like numbers and all of this and how it all works. You know, like I'm very much into, you know, promoting shit. I do music videos and all that, whatever jazz. But aside from that, I know how the Internet works just as a person who's on the Internet, you know, and like, you know, that once somebody like you exactly like Kev just said, sometimes your friend will hit you up and be like, hey, man, how's it going? Hey, what you been up to, man? Oh, you about to do anything new, man? You like, I've been promoting something on my page every day. What are you talking about? Right, right. <laughs> so, you know. So true, bro. Yeah. So true. So uh, I wanted to ask you, too, following up on that, being online and, you know, putting yourself out there all the time, Has have you had any, like, crazy embarrassing moments or awkward moments or anything that you wish you could take back from being on social media all these years? I mean, the, not a huge thing, but I definitely have um, uh, had to go back and delete some tweets and videos, you know what I'm saying? Because even the way I thought in 2013, and I, you know, some of these people have stuff from 20 years ago, but even the way I saw the world seven years ago, three years ago, might not be the way it is now or not, might not be the way I see it now. So I go back and, and, and change stuff because I be watching some of my videos. I be like, bro, you'll get killed if somebody sees this right now. And people like a lot of times are not trying to give you the benefit of the doubt of like growth. You know what I'm saying? Like really growing in real time in public with a record of everything we thought and tweeted. So uh, I'm just really careful about, you know, what I say and how I portray myself. But I don't have a huge like, oh, my God, moment that I can point to. All right, our last question that we normally ask the guests is, what advice would you give 18-year-old Kevin? This is nothing life-changing, but, like, you're in the best shape of your life. Don't, don't wear the tall tees and baggy jeans and the hoop shorts underneath your jeans. You don't play 21 at the drop of a dime like that. Like, you're always prepared to play 21, but the games don't jump off like that. You're never going to look this fit in your life again. Don't waste it with the baggy clothes, bro. I'd be so mad. We were not hooping that much to have the shorts on all the time, bro. I bought my jeans big enough to fit hoop shorts underneath them. And I wasn't even hooping like that. Like, I was hooping, but it was usually on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to go hoop. We're going to play right now. Not like I was dressing like a hoop game, like a a gym was going to appear out of nowhere. And I just had to be ready, man. It's It's utterly ridiculous, bro. That's such a dirty time, man, because that was actually a tweet. <laughs> Listen, that was a tweet the other day, which was kind of wild. Like they said, like, I can't believe we used to do it. I remember that. It was basically riding off of that wave. And yeah. I was like, at least you one for you were prepared to hoop. And secondly, if you spent the night over somebody's house, you had something to sleep in. That's also true. You could not be caught in your drawers at your boy's yeah, house. Hey, listen, that's very, that's very filthy. Or <laughs> if you sleep in your jeans, you sleep in your jeans like a carpenter. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see you sleeping in your jeans. Listen, if I come home after a long, if I got a roommate and he on that couch with his jeans on, with his feet out, I'm going to assume he a farmer. 
Oh yeah, you weird, bro. Why do we wear two of everything? We had two t-shirts, two pair of socks, <laughs> some shorts with pants on. We had two, ah, we had two outfits on there. Two headband era. Headbands. One headband Shouts is to the D bands. Oh, oh my God, bro! <laughs> some nasty times, man. I'm glad oh, I wasn't in the pictures. I thought I was such a gangster. I'm like, I don't smile for pictures and I don't take pictures because. Listen, if that, that throwback that throwback Thursday would have been really, really nasty. I would have destroyed myself. All that cool talk would have went out the window because I was wearing oh, yeah. some foul shit. Puka shells yeah. with beach shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Butt naked Tim's. Oh, I'm just out God. here just nasty out here, man. <laughs> yeah, man, thank you so much for joining us, man. Course, bro. Amazing show. Hey, we had so much Appreciate fun. It. And hopefully we can bring you back on for our part two. Have a different topic. Thank y'all so much for having me, man. It was it was good to reminisce, man. I appreciate it.